We got a brand new donut box streaming for you. We know that your house probably feels like a zoo. Because you have the in-laws, aunts, and cousins too. Just know that the boys at Donut Box are praying for you. Holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, oh no, it's Uncle Joe. He's a rather unsavory fellow. Holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, your mom just showed up with Tom. And your dad, and your dad, and your dad is glad to get rid of her lying, cheating ass. <laughs> Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is our annual Christmas edition of the Donut Box Podcast. Merry Chrysler! Alright, man. Well, it's Christmas. Christmas episode. Man, can't see it, but we're wearing Santa hats, not really. But there you go. What you gotta say, man, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's actually actually Christmas when we're dropping this episode. So Merry Christmas to everyone. We hope that you are enjoying Christmas with your families and friends. And we have a special Christmas episode for you guys. But it wouldn't be Christmas without us giving thanks to all of our listeners and supporters. We want to shout out to all those listening in the international uh, yeah, we had a new uh, listener uh, in Barbados, so welcome aboard. We want to shout out our people in Canada, in Australia, over there in uh, Africa, over there in the UK, in uh, England, Ireland, uh, France, Russia, uh, Belgium, Germany. Where else we got people listening stateside? Man, stateside, Iowa, Ohio, O-H-I-O, Ohio. Um, yeah, aren't you impressed I was able to spell that? Wow. Uh, Washington, Oregon, California on the West Coast. Um, of course, our home state of Texas. We got a shout out to uh, Texas, especially uh, the 806 area. Got to love them folks over there and um, all across Texas and uh, all across the South, Georgia, Florida as well. Uh, man, even up into the Northeast, man, we got we got listeners all over. We appreciate you all. Um, Virginia, man, love you guys. We do, we do, for sure, for sure, man. And, uh, we are so thankful, and so we're going to go ahead and kick off this holly jolly Christmas with our first segment, which is the Old Fashioned Donut, which is a story from our past. Now, we have a couple. We've talked about these before. Um, do you want to talk about the Christmas parties first or the or the Grinch? Oh, first? I'm going to go with what I'm salty about, and then we'll finish off with something. Okay, yeah, that was, that was pretty fun and pretty cool. But, um, yeah, so let's start off with the Grinch play. Do it, bro. Oh, man. So if you remember in previous episodes, we talked about a very particular person that I didn't care for. And it was a uh, <clears throat> a, a play director. And there was a lot of, uh, uh, as as we used to say back, back when I was a kid, there was a lot of politicking going on. No, I'm joking. But there was a lot of church politics going on. And uh, a very prominent member who had been going there for a while actually uh, left a husband. And it was a whole situation and ended up okay. That's no longer who your uh, your theater director is any longer. And the person who took over was a really, really bad person. What do we call her in that episode? I don't even remember. We'll call her. Um, we'll call her Jessica. That's what we'll call. All her. right, Jessica. So the thing is, this lady here, she was just she was really rude, mean. She didn't really like me for some reason too. Um, and so 
long story short, I, and we, we can get into the beef a little bit more as, as this goes on, but there was this play, and it was her first major play, and it was the Christmas play. And if you know anything about churches, and especially churches at this era, now, we've talked about this too. Our church that we went to was actually kind of cutting edge. Like, I feel like every church has a Christmas production, but these were supposed to be like cutting edge, different productions. Wouldn't you say so? Like, they were supposed to be like kind of not the traditional, just Jesus in a manger. Yeah, it was like this was our first ever secular, I guess you would say, play where we introduced secular ideas or secular buoys uh, and tied them into biblical principles. And a lot of churches do that now. They Some churches have now called a, a sermon series at the movies where they dive into big movies and then they preach a sermon out of them or preach biblical truths. But uh, anyways, I digress. So go ahead and get back on track. So pretty much what happened, um, the you know, we auditioned and um, pretty much... The audition, I, I feel like I nailed the audition. And the play was The Grinch That Stole Christmas. And the movie production that they were going to tie it into was not the cartoon version. It was the Jim Carrey Grinch. And um, I'll be honest with you. So what I thought at the time, and I still think this to this day, if you're going to try to tie that in, right, don't you want The Grinch to be as Jim Carrey-like as possible? Because I'm just going to let you know, in this play, there was live-action scenes then there was preaching, and then on the big screens, they would actually show like a scene from the Jim Carrey Grinch movie, right? So uh, it would just be like, I remember one of them was, you know, the scene where they're going down the hill with all the gifts, Max and the Grinch, you know, and the sleigh and all that. I remember that being one of the scenes. Um, but I just remember it being, I don't really remember what the principle was, man. Do you do you really remember what the principle was behind it? Um, I remember what the tie-in was. The tie-in was that even if bad things have happened in your past, like they were using the story of how the Grinch had a lot of hurt and all that stuff, but you can still uh, come back to Jesus, and Jesus cares about your hurts, and Jesus can help you out with that. And even if you've had something bad happen in your past or people hurt you in your past, don't let that keep you from... Uh, celebrating the joy of Christmas. Maybe I was too sour to remember. Anyways, so what happened? I introduced, or in, you know, I auditioned for it, and I was, um, Chris saw, you know, because I practiced uh, my audition in front of him. How Jim Carrey-like would you say my Grinch was at the time? It was pretty good. It was definitely better than the person that they picked to do it, and I, I'm just going to go, I know you're getting there, but um, the church kind of cheapened out on the costume for the Grinch, like, now there's, like, full-on Grinch costumes that look legit. Uh, this was a green monkey suit that was dyed, and the guy's nose was painted, like, black. He looked like a flamingo. That's what he looked like. A green flamingo. That's what he looked like. But anyways, I'll digress. Yeah, it was a, it was a gorilla outfit, and I remember they painted it. It wasn't, like, a Grinch green. I remember it was, like, almost a... It was a brighter green. I wouldn't say quite neon green, but it was kind of more that shade, wasn't it? Like, I mean, it wasn't like Grinch green. It was a little lighter than that, for sure. Um, anyways, so pretty much I was supposed to get the role, and this guy, um, the guy who got the part, he basically used to act a bunch and kind of got out of it, and he was in the military, went all over the place, Whatnot. Not a bad guy. Nothing against him. 
But all of a sudden, you know, he just was interested and like pretty much the part was mine till he stepped in there. So I became the understudy. Well, understudy is was it was pretty dumb because like I never got to actually do the the actual. So pretty much what happened out of pity, they were like, we're going to give you and like you got to think the Grinch is the main person. Right. And so then they relegate me to, OK, you got just I think it was what two or three. No, it was three lines. You got three lines. And I was Cindy Lou Who's dad, which made no sense because, one, I've got a baby face. And I was 16 at the time, so I probably looked like I was a big behind 12-year-old that was happened to be six foot five. Um, the person who was portraying my wife, she was, like, in her 50s. Like, you remember that? Yeah, it was kind of weird because she was in her 50s, and it did, the casting did not, was not great. Um, I'm going to pause you right here because I also auditioned for the play and they originally offered me the part of the mayor. I don't know what it is. I guess I just attract the roles of being like the straight laced guy or like the mayor or the guy that's like in charge, but I'm like a super uh, tight wad. Those are all the roles I've ever gotten. Um, So I don't know what it is about my personality that attracts that. Anyways, and I remember being like, eh, I don't know. And as we talked about in the last podcast, I was dating uh, that girl at the time. And so I was just not really in it to begin with. So then I was like, oh, yeah, um, I'm not going to be the mayor. And then I said, oh, yeah, I'm interested in being the mayor. They're like, well, we were cast apart. So um, you're going to run Spotlight, which I was cool because I was like in the crow's nest, which was kind of cool. But anyways, go ahead. So I just remember the the biggest thing that was going to happen um Basically, how this church went, um, it was, we had two services, and really nobody would show up to the early service. When I say nobody, like, I, I wouldn't say nobody, but what would you say? Maybe half crowd, if that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's the definitely the prime timers and your old faithful people, but everybody pretty much went to the later service, 11 o'clock. I will tell you, the golden time for church is between uh, 9 and 11, so that's probably why other people went. At 11 or 10. I don't remember what time it was. Yeah, I don't I don't remember either nowadays. But I'll say this. Uh, how it kind of was treated was almost like the, uh, you know, in theater, you know, the 11 a.m. was the matinee, right? You know, the <laughs> the the 8 a.m. or whatever the early service was, that was your almost your practice run. And uh, so I told Chris, because I was pretty disgruntled at this point with my lines. And... If you remember the Grinch movie or if you've seen the Grinch, you know, of course, there is a scene where Cindy Lou, who's dad, goes on this whole rant and he says, I'm glad. I'm glad because, you know, basically the mayor's just berating his daughter. Right. And there's a whole scene where he's talking about, you know, I'm glad she did what she did and brought the Grinch down and all this other stuff. So Chris and I had talked about it and I said, you know, I'm going to because this lady hated, hated ad libbing. Like, do not ad-lib. Like, stick to the script to a T or she is going to be agitated at you. And I just remember, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to ad-lib this puppy. And I remember I went and it's like, and so, of course, you're doing the, the run with not too many people. And I'm sitting here going, I'm glad. <laughs> you know, I'm glad. And full on, you know, said it in the dry run. And I just remember she, you know, everything finished up. It was fine. And basically what I said is um, something like I'm going to vote for the, like, 
I'm going to run for mayor next year and I vote for me because you're a corrupt something. Like I went into this whole like political rant um, about the mayor and I just remember um, that that choir director or not the choir director, the theater director, she literally just started praying and she was like, she was like, there's just demonic forces trying to break up this play. And I was just like, is she talking about me? Just because I ad lib some like, you know, Oh, it was something else, bro. I was, I just remember being so mad, but, um, just like with that one email that I chickened out and said, you know what? I shouldn't do that. When it came to the actual like big show where the pastor was sitting in the front row, I felt too bad. And I was like, I'm not going to ad lib hindsight 2020. Go for it. Why not? I should have went on the political rant the second time. He told me, he said, I just looked at Pastor Bowen's face and I couldn't let that man down. I just feel like he'd be so disappointed in me. If I did that, and I was like, Pastor Bowen wouldn't have known if it was in the script or not. You might have got a chuckle. You might have got a laugh. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there would have been a lot of chuckles. I'm sure it'd have been funny as mess. Because I mean, that's te- that's definitely not a part of the movie or the script or anything. So it it was it was a pretty funny moment. But I just remember um, she just being like, "Yeah, there's demonic forces." And she's like, "Is she talking about me?" Because <laughs> I had lived a little bit. I don't know, man. I just remember running the spotlight, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is the easiest job I've ever had. Because you got to be up in the crow's nest. So there's the sound booth. And if you've ever been to anywhere, uh, the sound booth is already in a high spot. But the crow's nest was on top of the sound booth. So you were, like, on top of the thing. Nobody could see you. You could see everybody. Yeah, and you, you were like, I was by, yeah, you had to climb up a ladder. I was by myself, so like the whole time while I was waiting on my cues, I was just hanging out on my phone, chilling. It was an easy job. I'm glad. Although hindsight 2020, I would have rather have taken the line or taken the part because me and Micah could have had a lot of fun with it, but we probably would have got kicked out. If we- All I know too, last note on it is, boy, they caked me up with some makeup. Like I know we were supposed to look like who's... Um, all I say is this, one of my moments that I just hate about my life that I'm just like, I can't believe I did that was I stood on stage with everybody else singing for, yeah. Well, the bad part about that was it was awkward. Like it was just every, it was like the most awkward thing. It wasn't like natural, like the movie, there wasn't like any music playing. They were singing a cappella, and it was very awkward. And I remember just being like, "Yep, I'm glad I'm not a part of it." And the sw- like, we had a sway back and forth, and like people were off. I remember some of the people were off, so it like the swaying didn't look good. Trust me, there was a screen in the back to where you could see what's going, like how you look on screen. So you're looking right at yourself too, and you're going, "Man, this looks pretty darn bad." Uh, anyways. So we've talked about that for a good minute. Uh, do you want to move on to, just real quickly, do you want to move on to some of the Christmas parties we used to have uh, as a youth group? Yeah, we'll make it real quick. And we've talked about this before, primarily the one where uh, Micah got stood up. But we would have a Christmas banquet every uh, every December for our youth. But the thing was, you had to pay to go to the Christmas banquet because they would always have it somewhere nice like the, uh, I don't remember. I remember one year it was like T-Bone's. But here's the thing that I don't really understand. Do you remember anything that they did at the Christmas banquet at all, other than getting dressed up and eating food? Do you remember anything? It was almost like, I wouldn't say it's an award ceremony, but if you remember, it was a lot of, 
how do I put this? Like, I remember one year, our cell group, like, Tony's group, like, they came up there and they, like, honored us for, like, washing the fire trucks and, like, doing all the other, like, service stuff that we did. You know, the typical, like, oh, you did so great and, you know trying to hype you up, but it really don't mean too much kind of thing. I don't remember getting any awards. Like, it wasn't like an award. Like, basically, they just brought us up there, and they just had the whole room clap for us, and then we went back and sat down. Um, it was, like, stuff like that, or it was, like, they would share pictures of, okay, we went on this mission trip. They would, like, recap stuff. And then I remember one year, it was, like, we all knew it was coming, but... Um, We've talked about this youth pastor, but he went and started another church and we all knew that he was going to leave and like he was going to name a successor. And I remember like he used the Christmas party one year to do that. So that's the only other thing that I really remember besides eating and like we would take pictures of like us as a group. Oh, and that's the other thing. It was all formal. Like you had to dress really formal. Suit and like, tie. Suits I don't, it. I do remember they would give out some gifts but the gifts weren't that good like i remember it one year it was a book that they gave out called do hard things which was okay and then i think they gave out that thumb drive that you actually found the other day right <laughs> i couldn't believe i found that that was very it was from 2009 yeah they gave us this little thumb drive and it it even had the little youth group logo on there and it still had sermons from the time bro i actually i, I hate to digress and i know we're taking some time off that but I kid you not, there was that, and then there was, uh, I call them guilt-tripping videos, but, um, like, there was, to the to the music of Castaway, it was, like, very early, almost YouTube-esque videos of what YouTube used to be, of just, you know, are you a real Christian? And it's just, like, you know, that real somber music in the background with, like, images of Christ on the cross kind of stuff, <laughs> you know? It was very interesting going through that that flash drive from 09, I'll tell you that. Much. I bet you it was. Hold on, there was a folder on there and I got to see what it was what it was labeled, but it was it said something thoughts, but it was spelled T H O T S. And I was like, "Thoughts? Oh, brave-hearted thoughts." And I was like, "But it was not spelled thoughts like the thoughts you think. It was spelled thoughts like T H O T S. Like T H O T S. You're like, "Oh, like thoughts." Bro, that did not age well. Um, yeah. No, it, it didn't. I remember every year, though, I always was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the year that I asked somebody to go to the Christmas banquet with me. And never did. But but at the same time, I was like, I'm not, because the tickets were like 50 bucks. And I was like, I'm not spending 100 bucks to take somebody to this lame Christmas banquet. I made the mistake of, I made the mistake of, I, we've talked about this before, but I made the mistake of uh, inviting a gal one time who stood me up and like we talked about before. And yeah, that was expensive. And I remember showing up and uh, man, that youth pastor looked me dead in the face and was like, what's wrong? It's Christmas. And I told him what happened and she goes, oh, cheer up. And I said, so I can get a refund. And he goes, oh no. <laughs> like you look me dead in the eye. I was like, yeah, you don't get a refund. Like that's not gonna happen. Just like dang. And yeah, you dang. gotta think, like hundred bucks with kids that don't have a job. Like I mean, that's that's hard to scrape up. Like that's not easy. So that's still a lot right now. And I have yeah, a job. That's true. That's true. <laughs> a de um, a decent, well paying job, and that's still a lot. So I gotta I gotta say about the other date. I had two dates, right? Um, that was one year. Well, I can't say I had two dates. I had two dates lined up, one bailed. The other one actually went with me. Um, and she went to my 
middle school and high school. Like she went to the school, like to school with me too. And I just remember asking her and immediately, immediately her group leader was like, I'm chaperoning. And like another, <laughs> another guy from the youth group was like, yeah, me too. And I just remember, they're like, we're going to drive you and everything. And I was just like, oh, okay, why? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. Interesting stuff, man. And, well, uh, we're going to move into yeah, our next segment. And our next segment is called Will It Tradition? Now we're going to talk about some of our favorite traditions. Sadly, Micah's parents know they weren't Jehovah's Witnesses, but they didn't really celebrate Christmas. Uh, so Micah doesn't really have a lot of Christmas traditions, but we want to talk about some of our favorite traditions um, and maybe some things that are not Christmas traditions that we think we should make Christmas traditions. So uh, what are I'm going to let you share. Are there any, now that you're like married and out of the house, are there any Christmas traditions that you do like or do enjoy? Like as, as weird as it sounds, like it's actually not that weird. Like I don't know why I say it's weird. But um, like my wife and I like to get different pajamas every year, like Christmas pajamas to like, spend Christmas in um, and like pick them out for each other and like gift them to each other kind of thing. Question, are they matching pajamas or no? No, no, they're not matching pajamas. Like for instance, this year, you know, I like, I like Texas tech, right? So she got me like Texas tech, uh, like sweatpants and like uh, a comfortable shirt, you know, to go with it kind of deal. And I got her some like comfy pants and a comfortable shirt as well. Like, but they weren't matching in any way. Like, they were just, you know, we just know each other's style kind of thing. And so we just picked them out for each other. Like, oh, I think they'd like this. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I think one that I enjoyed as a kid, and this is like, we had a couple of traditions, but this is the one that's like my favorite or the one that really sticks out to me is we had this, and we got it when probably when I was like four or five. It's like, a 3d nativity set to help preschoolers learn the christmas story and in each slot there's a little book and each uh with and it's like in the shape of a character from the christmas story but it's a book it's like a three-page book and so you read it from like that character's perspective on the christmas story and everybody in the family gets to pick a character but the only rule is you can't pick baby jesus until the last person uh goes right and so, or there's no more left. And so it's fun for us to all read the book, even though it's like a little three page book and it's dumb. It's, it's fun for us, but we enjoy that tradition. Um, is there any traditions that you're like, Oh yes, I think we should make this a Christmas tradition. I'll say this. Um, and of course this is not really in a ton of family settings, but more in like work environments. I like white elephant or, you know, nasty Christmas or whatever you call it. Right. Um, I think that's a really good way of gift giving, especially un unless you're like doing it with Michael Scott and he buys a, an iPod, you know, uh, office reference. But, you know, I really think that that is a pretty cool tradition and a way to, you know, give gifts to each other. Because uh, I don't know, I think the traditional gift giving process could have a lot of flaws, but it kind of works out and it's pretty fun. Like, I mean, it's kind of fun to steal other things and go, oop, I don't want mine stolen. And, you know, you have to kind of think about the rules of the game kind of thing. And I don't know. It's, it's fun. I, I like that. What makes it more fun is so our small group does this at church where um, we do that, but you can't buy the gift. You have to like bring something from your house. So it's, so I think that's like kind of a cool thing because not everybody can go out and spend 
10, 20 bucks, right? Like a Michael Scott. But like, if you bring something from your house, it's pretty cool. And then the second year that we did it, um, people would bring back stuff from last year. So it was like, oh yeah, it's been a whole year. It's like, oh yeah, that was here last time. So before you know it, four or five years and like four or five people have used the, the same mug. It's like the traveling mug around the house or something. Around so they actually, the small group leaders they actually have a funny story. So one year for, I guess, the Dirty Santa, Yankee Swap, whatever you want to call it, um, someone, gave, or someone gave a Hillary Clinton nutcracker. And apparently the tradition became, it's like, uh, that's what someone would bring every year for the white elephant. So it got passed around to the whole family. So it was, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, um, I think, and this is just because it's the Texan in me, I think we should eat brisket on Christmas. I think we should. You know, another tradition I really like is uh, tamales around Christmas. You know, families making tamales and things like that. Um, I, I don't know. They're great this time of year. Yeah, one tradition I do like, and um, I've, we've really never done it, is uh, going to the movies on Christmas Day. Like, I, I think that's fun. Uh, to me personally, but my tradition, instead of going to the movies on Christmas Day, traditionally every other year it's been going to the airport and flying out on Christmas Day. So, because <laughs> it's cheaper to fly out on Christmas Day, ladies and gentlemen. And not just that, but tell me if I'm wrong. It's also a lot less packed for versus the you know the 26th and 27th. Everybody flying back then, or the 24th. Yeah. Um. I. <laughs> so I told. <laughs> I, only wrestling fans will get this. Me and my wife are starting this new tradition uh, this year where we're watching uh, WrestleMania 24 on Christmas Eve, and that is the WrestleMania where it's Ric Flair's last official match uh, and versus Shawn Michaels, and it's like one of the best matches in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so we're like, oh, yeah, we got to watch that. And then we do watch, uh, leading up to Christmas, we do watch the Harry Potter movies, so that has become a tradition of ours. You know, and it's... That's kind of an interesting one of, it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's arguable, but I've heard a lot of people say, oh, those are more Halloween movies. I've heard, no, it's more of a Christmas movie. I think it has elements of both. So, I mean, it's um, it's pretty cool. Um, another, uh, I'm an Office fan, uh, hence the Office reference a few moments ago, but uh, I like watching all of the Office Christmas episodes. Um I don't know why, but mine, my favorite one is the Moroccan Christmas where uh, they try to check Meredith into the uh, uh, alcohol rehab center against her will. I have no clue why that one's my favorite one, but there you go. Yeah, that's very interesting. It uh, It is definitely an interesting one, and their Christmas episodes are always... The one that also stands out in my mind is uh, when Phyllis wanted to become Santa. I think that's one of the later seasons, but... <laughs> But Michael Scott is like, happy birthday, Jesus. Sorry your party's so lame. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I've felt that way before um, at some Christmas Eve services, for sure. Now, again, I know that um, you – I don't know why Micah's parental units didn't really celebrate Christmas. Um, but are you a fan of opening your presents on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or opening only one gift? on Christmas Eve. What are you a fan of? You know, I actually like a combination of both. So, um, my wife's family who love celebrating Christmas with them. 
Uh, but pretty much, so her parents have gifts kind of set aside that they'll do on the on Christmas morning. Kind of have your own personal, like, intimate family, like, okay, extra gifts on Christmas Day. But then primary with the family, like with everybody, you get gifts on the 24th. Like, but yeah, I don't know. So a little bit of both. And I kind of like the way that that's done, you know. It feels nice, you know, knowing, okay, tomorrow morning it's going to be kind of, um, you know, with the in-laws and uh, with your wife. And, you know, you kind of have those gifts kind of set aside and kind of have more of that one-on-one. I wouldn't say one-on-one, but just closer together time. That is the nice part because it is kind of awkward, like, opening gifts with your like that you've given to your wife or she's given to you like in front of the whole like I feel like it's not that it's like awkward but it's like you want that intimate time of just y'all too and so I totally get that it's kind of hard when you have your relatives all up in your grill going oh show it for the camera and you're like trying to have a moment with your wife or you know even uh even like your father-in-law right like you you get gift for your father-in-law or mother-in-law and you know, they're going to feel awkward to be like, oh, you know, thanks to a certain point if everybody's looking at them, you know, because it is, I don't know why it's weird, but it's kind of made weird, you know, I don't know. Yeah, apparently, man, apparently. Um, so, yeah, those are some traditions. Now, I know that uh, me and you on Thanksgiving, we traditionally watch like Mari or Jerry Springer. Is there a trash TV show? that you would recommend our listeners watch on Christmas as part of a tradition. If you can find them, because they're becoming few and far between, but TVTrashCan.com has those uh, to, to watch. But uh, I'll say this, um, Eye for an Eye, like that's one of my favorite trashy shows of all time. Maybe it's just because it's incredibly fake, but I really enjoy Eye for an Eye. It's a judge show or basically a court show. Or basically, instead of money, you know, if somebody got their car busted up, it's like, I t- you get take this bet, and you get to go smash their windows out. And then all of a sudden, it's it's a whole bunch of drummed up drama. It's pretty good. You can go watch it. It's I like that one for Christmas. Cool beans. Well, we're going to move into our next segment. And uh, Micah kind of referenced it, but is it a Christmas movie? Now, our first Christmas episode, we talked about certain movies. We're like, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? And we're not talking about Die Hard because Die Hard, yes, is a Christmas movie. Um, but we're going to talk about and we've already done some that. other Christmas or what's considered maybe Christmas movies. And is it a Christmas movie or not? Um, so the first one is Gremlins, right? Gremlins. Do you think that Gremlins is a Christmas movie? <sighs> I I can see why it could be considered, but for me, no. I just, but that then again, I'm a little biased. I don't really like Gremlins the movie. It's kind of annoying to me personally. Yeah. Um. They say that it is. Uh. <laughs> some people say that it's an anti-Christmas movie, as not only is it full of violence, but it ruins a, a the truth about Santa in morbid way apparently um but i mean christmas is just kind of in the backdrop christmas is not the focal point of the movie i feel like it just happens to take place around christmas um the christmas is really not driving the storyline i feel like i don't think so either that's yeah i don't think it i don't think it's a christmas i don't think so either all right next one um some people 
debate on whether is the Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie? Is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie or is it both? Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, it's hard. I would say it's more of a Christmas movie because, I mean, I get why it has Halloween aspects. And, I mean, Tim Burton is Tim Burton. But I think it's it's a Christmas movie because it's based in Christmas. I mean, I would think. It's based in Christmas more than, yeah, I, I think so, personally. Um, I can't really say anything because I haven't really seen it um, that much. But I guess it is... Um, I consider it more of a Halloween movie, but uh, that's just me, man. I'm just kind of like, it's just it's just hard because for me, anything really Tim Burton esque is gonna have kind of that Halloween esque feel to it. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, for sure. All right, this next one, and we kind of talked about it. The Harry Potter movies, specifically the first one. Um, do you think that the Harry Potter movies should be considered Christmas movies? I don't want to. I don't want to sound nonchalant, but like you know, why not? Um, I do because, especially the first one, like you're talking about, it is kind of. And I think watching it as a kid during that time, um, you know, the thought of snow Christmas and kind of that magical zone, kind of yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, here's what I, I kind of had a beef with this as a kid. Like I didn't really understand, uh, British culture too much, but it used to drive me nuts that they would say happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas. I was like, why are you saying happy Christmas? It's Merry Christmas. I don't know that why that was my beef, but I mean, yeah, it, it is definitely uh different. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know why it just, it, it feels very Christmas like. I don't know why it does, but it definitely You does. can almost make a case that the later it goes, the less Christmassy they are. But maybe that's just because of the darker tones that happen. Yeah, there's definitely no Christmas uh, in the later ones because they just try not to die, bro. They don't really care about Christmas. At the first one, it's like, oh, yeah, they, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, they having happy times. They giving each other Christmas gifts, you know, it, it, it's all good, but not, not at the end. All right, this next one. This next one is going to probably, you're going to be like, what? Why did that one even make the list? Uh, Lethal Weapon. Which one? The first one. Oh, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Was there, was it somewhere, sometime around Christmas or what? So, there, it's, it is around Christmas, but uh, at the same time, there's like Christmas trees and there's a Christmas tree shootout and all that stuff. Um I it, it kind of takes place in the background. It's not really the driving point or the focal point of the movie. Here's what constitutes and kind of goes where the line is for me. I honestly think if, like, say the plot line has it tied in of, oh, we need to get this guy or do this before Christmas, and, like, Christmas is, like, a focal point in the timeline of, like, we have to get this done before Christmas or whatever, then, yeah, sure, it could be a Christmas movie. Right, because it's directly related to Christmas. That's why I do argue that Die Hard is a Christmas movie because if it wasn't for his wife's holiday Christmas party, John McClane would never have been there, right? And so he's trying to save his wife, right? He's trying to save his marriage and save these people because they're taking over at Christmas time, and it's just not good. But uh, yeah, a couple movies will at Christmas. All right, our next segment. <laughs> Uh, is so instead of saying what fries my donuts, right? Because we've typically said what fries our donuts about Christmas. 
let's be positive and say what are some of our favorite things about Christmas. So, Michael, what are some of your favorite things about the Christmas season? I'll say this. Um, the spirit of giving is very high. And, you know, this does sound... I just like the fact that a lot of people are more happy this time of year. Like, there is a contrary to that. There is a lot of stress this time of year. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's also that... I was kind of telling Chris this, too. You know, you get more time off of work. Work is kind of more lax for some. For others in retail, uh, my brothers and sisters in retail, I'm very sorry. I've been there before. I don't envy you. And we'll be nice to you every time I'm in a store um, this time of year. But, um, you know, right now my job's kind of at that lull. So a lot of people are the same way. So it's kind of nice to be able to um, take that time and reflect like I, I, it's for me, I think that's probably one of the best things for me is just kind of being able, um, and I don't know, just kind of going back to the retail thing as well. There's been how many Christmases that we had to work Thanksgivings as well. Right. And it's only been the last few years really that we've been able to kick back, at least myself been able to kick back and actually enjoy the holiday. So, um, it's still something I don't take for granted. Yeah, for sure. There, I think there's, again, there's only a handful of times where I've been able to actually enjoy the Christmas uh, holiday. And I'm very blessed that the company I, or, or sorry, not the company, the church I work for um, is they give us the week after Christmas off. And so, um, which is very generous of them. And so I get to enjoy that time with family um, and it's great. And I just enjoy that now, like Christmas Eve services and stuff that is like, it's not a lot of work for me, but it is like a lot of work to be hospitable and hosting and all that stuff. But I think I just enjoy the time with family. Like I enjoy like watching, um, watching Christmas movies with my wife. I'm not really crazy about Christmas music or, but like, I enjoy decorating the tree. I also enjoy like Again, like you said, people are generous and like you don't have to get me a gift even when people just bring baked goods to the office like and they're like, hey, Merry Christmas. Like I enjoy that because it's like, hey, like you didn't have to do that. But like just the baked goods are good enough. I don't need an actual gift. And so I think it's just celebrating that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just said speaking of potlucks, too. That's one of my favorite parts about this time of year is uh, potlucks and people bringing you like you like an expansion of what Chris was saying, baked goods, you know, just being able to, um, I don't know, the food's good this time of year. I'll say that. Yeah, I will say that the food is good and, you know, places and businesses are generous to where it's like, Hey, like, you know, you're getting Christmas bonuses or, Hey, that we're going to give you Christmas deals to buy stuff. Right. Um, but I think, you know, again, you know, we always say the main reason for the season, right. is Jesus and celebrating it. And, uh, you know, I enjoy that and I enjoy just getting to be together. And again, it's not really like I love receiving gifts, but it's not about the presence for me. It's just getting to spend that time with family. I enjoy that just so much, um, you know, more than the food, more than all that stuff. I just enjoy time with family and getting to rest and relax and uh, slow down a little bit. And like Michael said, I'm I'm very fortunate to where I get some time off of work, which is nice. Yeah, and it's not something we're used to or something I'm still trying to get used to. Um, as well. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, you know, another thing that I really enjoy is, um, there's so much, and this is gonna, you, you know, this is coming. There's so much good football this time of year. Like there's so much good stuff to watch right now, uh, as far on that front. So 
it's pretty it's pretty awesome you know the food's great there's so much to be thankful for and to love about this time of year um and i'm starting to learn that a lot more and uh i don't know and you know this is a small note but after the blazer that it was this year down here i'm just glad for the cooler weather too oh yeah (laughs) oh one more thing i do enjoy uh the movies that come out during christmas because that's usually a good time for movies Uh, oh man i I, this is some side note for off the podcast there's actually a movie that i want to see like go to the movie theater and see believe it or not Besides Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah? What movie is it? It's the International Space Station one. Ah, interesting enough. Well, uh, that's cool, man. Well, we're going to... Is there anything else that you enjoy about Christmas before we move on? Nah, man. I think we're good to move on. All right. So uh, we're going to move into our next segment, which is the improv segment. And that is the Mystery Donut. So you know it's Christmas. And tis the season to be jolly. And speaking of jolly... We got the old guys at the coffee shop for Christmas. So, uh, yeah, I think that's self-explanatory. I'm going to let you jump in first, my friend. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'll tell you what. Jason, reading for the saints. Don't think nothing else. I'll tell you what. Everybody's following all these people on YouTube. Tell you what, they should be following. Jesus Christ, especially this time of year. Yo, 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 yeah, I'm over here. My wife sent me with these, uh, with these packages of cannolis to give out to you guys, but, uh, I gotta be the bearer of bad news. I kinda ate them on the way here, so, uh, you're gonna get thoughts and prayers for Christmas. I'm sorry I ate your cannolis, but, uh, I mean, they were tempting me. Yeah, the other day I told Mr. Jean, I say, uh, they were using the truck and they were driving uh, uh, very fast. I, I don't know in the conversation with Mr. John where this is going. I am just so excited for Christmas time. Hold on, is that the buzzer guy? I love the buzzer guy. Is the buzzer guy, and I would appreciate if you did not interrupt me while I am trying to speak, you moron. I am so excited for Christmas because my wife makes the best Christmas cookies and I am ready to eat Christmas cookies and watch Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. (coughs) Joe, it's been a... (coughs) I haven't seen you since the cancel one. (coughs) So they got you with the buzzer, huh? Hey, at me. With the buzzer, how is your easy Othelioma acting? <laughs> Sorry, I had to uh, <laughs> had to clean up my stoma. Uh, my business. <laughs> yep, yep. Y'all gonna watch the Macy's Christmas Day Parade this year? I'm excited. I always love watching the Macy's Christmas Day Parade. It's the best thing ever. What are you talking about, Macy's Thanksgiving or Christmas Day Parade? Thanksgiving. It ain't no Christmas. It ain't no Christmas Parade. No, no, no. I tell you this much. It's Christmas. It's not Thanksgiving. You get it mixed up. You get it mixed up. It's always Christmas. Just like Christmas. I tell you what. I've been at my nana's house 
45 years running. Watch that Mace Day Parade, I'll tell you that much. And just because Santa Claus on the back end of that parade don't mean that it's going to be Christmas time when that parade's happening. It's Thanksgiving, I'll tell you what. It's right before the Lions game. Oh, what you talking about? Crima, Crima. All you Packerwoods, all you do is you sit there with your fat redneck behind. You sit there, you eat, you watch football. You know what my family do? My family working because all you Packerwoods that come in because you forgot to burn the turkey. You burn turkey, you come to my restaurant, you eat up all my chow mein, and then you leave. No tip. No tip. And you're supposed to say Merry Christmas with no tip? Good day, Gov. I don't think really what needs to happen is you need to say that. That's that's my thought. Really, you bloke. You really don't need to uh, go there. It's one. It's just uh, it's a it's a good time of year, isn't it? It's just a good time of year, isn't it? Oh, brothers, <laughs> it's Pastor Williams. <laughs> and we got to remember that Jesus <laughs> is the reason. <laughs> I said he's the reason <laughs> for the season. <laughs> and speaking of blessings, <laughs> can I bless you brothers with a Christmas prayer? Hey, my girl Juanita, she would love a Christmas prayer, man. Listen. Ever since I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead and pray. We're praying. Father, I thank you for these brothers. I thank you that they're from the ghetto, from the barrio, from the trailer park, from all little China, from everywhere, from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And we thank you, Jesus, for bringing your little son into the manger. Well, we thank you that because of the manger, you grew up. And you died on the cross. And there ain't no cross without the Christmas tree. So we thank you for the ornaments. We thank you for the jingle bells. We thank you for the sleigh rides. And we thank you for Santa Claus being born too. So we pray for these brothers as they go about their Christmas. And Lord, if you put it on their heart to be generous, that they write a check. Because I need a brand new Mercedes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was our improv. Yeah, it's always a good time, man. Always a good time. Well, it's almost time to wrap up this Christmas episode, put a bow on it, take it out of the trash can. But before we do that, we got our eclair. So I've gone first, actually, technically the past two times. So it's your turn to go first. Well, I'm not going to do the whole cliche, spend time with your loved ones and take them. No, I'm not going to do all that. But what I will say is, this is a fantastic time of year to reflect on yourself and all the growth that you've made in progress this last year. That's one other thing, you know, people tend to do that at the beginning of the year. You know, Christmas is also a time to think about who were you last Christmas? Where were you at last Christmas, right? And what have you achieved that you didn't think was possible? I know this, thinking about it initially, I don't think, oh, you know, I really did too much different this past year but if I think about myself last Christmas I think man how far I've come and how far I've you know how far you you know how far I've come to this point and how much I've done in this past year and um, you know it's amazing what you can do in a year so just take this time to reflect you know even if you work and think about where you were at a year ago and where you've made strides and growth because uh, it's probably a lot more than you think. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. And one thing about this time is, like, since it's towards the end of the year and it's the holidays and you start eating all the good ham and all the Christmas snacks, 
man, it's really easy to uh, kind of get in that uh, coasting mode where you're just kind of turning on autopilot. But and then once the you go back to work, you're still kind of sluggish. But I'd encourage you to still try to keep those disciplines, keep those rhythms. It's okay to rest and relax. Don't get into that coma state, that lull state, right? You got to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And I know for me, it's so easy to just kind of switch off and go into autopilot. So then when you go into the beginning of the year, you're not really going 100. Uh, so just just try to help motivate yourself. Kind of start getting slowly back into it. Prepare yourself a couple days before you have to go back to work so you're not just being sluggish. And so just, yeah, just be mindful of, of this time of year, too. That's the saying. Set a sloth. Be lazy. Yeah, and I do want to say that I know that Christmas uh, sometimes is really hard for some people because this is like the first Christmas that they're spending without a family member. And so just know that, you know, uh, this is the first Christmas, but you're going to get through it and just continue to lean into that support group um, because it is hard, man. It is hard when, when Christmas is kind of a sad time instead of a happy time. Yeah, absolutely. But hopefully uh, we brought you a little bit of cheer on this Christmas episode. Uh, but, man... I think it's about time to take this donut box out to the trash, so we'll rep our spot, tvtrashcan.com, tvtrashcan.com, as well as all of our socials. Uh, we appreciate you from wherever you're listening from, whatever platform. Uh, we got a plenty. Did you even know, uh, there was a platform that I didn't even list, but do you know we're on Google Podcasts too? I didn't even know that. I did know that. Actually, I did know so that. So it's, um, I think that makes us up to seven streaming services total, six, seven streaming services total. So wherever you're listening from, uh, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, I'm ready to take this donut box out to the trash. Let's do it. Well, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Merry Christmas, y'all. Christmas.